Hello, and welcome to the Marysville Journal Tribune podcast. This episode is brought to you by Axion Energia, proudly bringing solar power to Union County and the Buckeye State. My name is Michael Williamson, and I'm here today with Tim Miller, sports editor, Alexi Pavlov, sports editor of the Richwood Gazette, Bob Putman, sports writer, Journal Tribune. And we have a guest here with us today. Uh, really needs no introduction to Marysville basketball fans, but uh, Jack Christian, who is Marysville's all-time leading boys basketball scorer, is studying journalism at Miami of Ohio, and he's going to be interning with us till he goes back to school on January 28th. Jack, you got a lot of fans out there. Say hi to all your fans. How's it going, guys? I appreciate you guys having me today. So, All right, so as we now have the sports guys in here, we're going to do our sports update, which we tend to do once a month, try to do once a month to kind of let everybody know what's going on uh, despite our switch over to the news. So where do you guys want to begin? Well, I think we're going to today we're going to be talking about wrestling and basketball and a little bit of swimming. And I'll even try to do something on the parallel bars and talk a little gymnastics. But we're going to start off uh, with Alexi, who has seen most of the wrestling this season. So what have you seen on the mats, Alexi? Well, first, I just want to say it's the most wonderful time of the year when uh, the wrestling mats come out and the cold weather forces people inside and uh, just some good competition all the way around. I love this sport. Um, uh, and with that being said, you know, there's there's a lot of new things this season. And I, I wanted to start off with probably the most notable, which is for our readers uh, who have seen the story in our all-county edition, Fairbanks has downgraded their wrestling program to a club team. This is due to numbers and uh, the inability to find a head coach to kind of head the program. With that being said, moving down to a club status for Fairbanks really doesn't change a whole lot in the competition sense and in the postseason sense. Um, when a team is designated as a club for, high, for a high school, um, they still have to communicate to the uh, Ohio High School Athletic Association that they are uh, intending on participating in postseason play. So right now, Fairbanks has five uh, girl wrestlers, um, no boys on the t on the club team this year, and uh, you know this has been kind of a trend for Fairbanks. Tim, you kind of know a little bit more about Fairbanks wrestling in the past. Um, you know from. My perspective, you never want to see a program, you know, get downgraded to a club status. But again, the only thing that changes is funding from the athletic department. Um, but Tim, from your history with Fairbanks wrestling, how recent is this program? When did it when did it get introduced, and how long was it in club? Uh, Larry Larry Albanese started the program. I want to say in the early two thousands, and. He had it for a few years. Then Bob Williams, who had been Marysville's coach, took over the program for a few years. The best way I can describe Fairbanks wrestling, it's like they've had representation at the state tournament over the years. Uh, it was Gabe Albanese. It might have been in 2004, possibly, who earned a berth at the state tournament and i can remember it was just like oh that was the biggest thing right happened to fairbanks in right. quite a while they uh on the day the first day of the state tournament that's back when it was thursday friday saturday 
at, at Ohio State um, is he was getting ready to leave school uh, to go down to uh, the Schottenstein Center. The students lined up and they gave him a big clap out and things like that. But it just hasn't been able to, to work very well. They've had a handful of coaches uh, since Bob stepped away from the program. And because of that, there hasn't been any real sense of continuity right. that I've noticed. Well, I mean, you know, speaking on the inconsistency with the program in terms of its leadership, it's it's not like Fairbanks hasn't had recent success, is what I'm trying to say. And, you know, Billy Reed Bodie is wrestling in college at Otterbein. You know, he's he's there with Trace Williams and Owen Crabtree from North Union and Jonathan Alder, respectively. Um, and so he, th- the question comes to mind, you know, like how how to get this program back to a varsity sport um and in conversations with logan dunn the first rule of order uh was to get their own dedicated facility you know you look at all of these wrestling programs that we cover north union jonathan alder triad and marysville they they all have their own dedicated facility and their own space for wrestling they just it's been a numbers game for them for years i've I'm trying to think back, and this was before girls wrestling got really started. I'm trying to think back if Fairbanks ever had enough to fill each weight class. And I don't recall them of ever having a season in which they could do that. There, If you got – two or three guys who are in the same weight class, you're going to try to maybe bump one up, maybe bump two but down. Then you're putting, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're also putting them at a disadvantage yeah. when you do something like that. And um, if you get any injuries, yeah, then that's going to that's gonna make hurt. it a lot tougher for you during a dual match. So, well, North uh, Union has gone through that a little bit this year. Um, I know that they uh, they don't have a, a full squad where they can wrestle in, in every weight class. I think they maybe eight or nine uh, classes that they're in, and that was one of the things uh, uh, Coach Garrett Andrews was talking at the beginning of the season, uh, uh, you know, that – uh, they do have a little bit of a numbers issue, and and the and so you know I, I'm while it's not as dire as Fairbanks, I'm not I, I don't know that that Fairbanks is an outlier in the in the, in the sense that I think a lot of schools uh, are, are going through this. I know in in, in the schools that that I live in uh, in Marion County where I live, um, their programs are their numbers are not what they used to be you know even for a uh, uh, a team like pleasant who is a perennial had perennial uh, state champions and was fight you know i think their numbers are down somewhat and uh, so i i think it's just you know it's like all sports uh and it it just may have came to wrestling a little bit later than maybe some of the other ones i don't know yeah but uh you know uh, well, participation well, is waning a little bit it is well and 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 i guess the the silver lining to this to this story right here is that um you know again there's five girls wrestling on the team right now and i think all of them uh really want to do well for themselves and also you know build up this program back to a varsity sport and another tidbit which i find really neat is 
the girls twice a week are going to Marysville to wrestle with them to kind of pick up some experience because Eric Chippis, um, you know, he's just the head of the club team. He 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 has wrestling experience from like watching, um, and uh, his daughter Ellie Chippis is on the team. And um, well, he did some coaching with Fairbanks. A handful of years ago. I can't remember how long, but uh, at least he's willing to help guide the girls. And and the fact that Sean Andrews, who's now coaching Marysville's girls, the fact that he's letting Fairbanks' girls come and work out with his team, that that says a lot about Sean and – in talking to Sean, he's really one of those who wants to see you. Know, he had a lot of success as Marysville's boys coach. He's taken over the girls program this year, and his younger brother Nathan is the now the boys coach. But Sean he, and I have talked for on several occasions, and he's really wanting to see girls wrestling uh, get out and go right. in, in Ohio. And it appears like it's – it's it, it's going to take some time, mm-hmm. but you know, and it's a it's a process. Everything's yeah. a process. Yeah. Everything new that you start, it it, it takes some time t- for people to really get into it. But uh, uh, if judging from uh, the state tournament that that all three of us helped cover last year, um, I think girls wrestling is going to continue to 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 grow throughout Ohio. And the, the problem of it is, is that the more schools that add girls sports to their program, you've got to find more officials. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We had a situation, I think, Bob, it was at the, 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 the JV tournament or the uh, middle school tournament that was held uh, recently. Uh, uh, it was supposed to be a tournament and it had to be scaled back to a scrimmage because they had no officials at all, and the coaches had to do the officiating. That was at North Union. That was at North Union, So yes. I know you were telling us that North Union's coaches, they acted as, as referees, which, you know, they know the sport. They, they've been there. They've all wrestled. But you need to have licensed officials to, to handle your competitions. And – I think, you know, we've touched on this before. We're seeing a decline in the number of officials in in a lot of high school sports. Wrestling, uh, and this is no uh, disparagement on any of the other high school sports, um, wrestling is a very odd animal. Yeah. Um, and so when you're talking about the numbers, it's, it's just a case. You need to be so focused as a wrestler, you know, not only with what you do – you know, during the week or during the mat, uh, as part of your weekly thing, you got to watch what you eat. You got to—I mean, it's very disciplined, and that's tough to do yeah. to stay that disciplined for five months. Yeah. And and wrestlers—they don't have teammates. They do, but they don't. Yeah. When they're on the mat, they're it. Yeah. It's There's a lonely no, world out there in and, the middle of the And, you know, that even to the extent of, you know, for track, they have individual events. But a lot of times you have a teammate in that event. Right. With wrestlers, 
You're kind of all by yourself. Let, yeah. This isn't WWE you tag team. Exactly. You, know, you can't I, tag never, yourself out. I've never yeah. seen. You know. I've never seen a high school wrestling match tag team. Yeah. And and getting back to the officiating again, not disparaging any of the current wrestling officials, but I covered the Central District All Star matches over at Dublin Jerome a few weeks ago, and. I, as far as officials, I saw a lot of the same faces that I've been seeing for a long time. And I didn't, they're good officials, nothing wrong with them, but I didn't see younger officials. The, 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 the officials we, we have for wrestling are very, very good. I'm just worried about the numbers. Yeah. And there, there, there seems like they're, and, attrition's going to start to happen and when that happens where are we going to be with marysville uh they transitioned to new coaches in both boys and girls i just i guess i just would like to know how that has sort of gone so far with the uh the transition of, of you know uh Sean went from the boys' program to the girls' program, and his, his brother, right? Nate. Is, Nathan. Nate is the uh, coach of the boys. Is, what have you seen from that this year? So, uh, the first glimpse that I saw of Marysville wrestling, just as as a whole, was uh, their their first dual meet um, of the season, where the girls and boys each had a mat of their own. I think the interesting thing that I saw from the boys' side was that there were a lot of people out in that particular moment. Um, so a lot of young kids had to fill in the lineup. But I don't think that the that the goal has changed or uh, or that the line of sight has altered in any way. I think having uh, two Andrews, uh, you know, heading each program, I think I think the expectations are still high. Um, you know, Nate. Nate's very vocal in the corner, um, talking to the media, such as myself. Uh, he's probably not as trained as Sean is, but you know, like I don't, I don't see, I, I see Nate um, picking up where Sean left off. Um, one of the questions that I had at the beginning of the season is, who is our it people? Um, on the girls' side, Lori Grimes has impressed me. Um, you know, she she has high expectations for the girls' program. Desi Lee, who didn't make it to the state tournament last year, Lori Grimes did. Um, I, I see a big leap uh, this year from her. Um, Both of those girls wrestled extremely well during the All Star matches that I that I covered. And I think I think I think Desi Lee has kind of a sour taste in her mouth because she was one one win away from uh, making it to the state tournament, and I was there when she lost in the regionals. And yeah, you could just tell the disappointment on her face. Um, when she didn't make it, um, but she was a good teammate and she supported her fellow teammates who made it to the state tournament. Um, but I'm I'm almost positive that you know her main goal is to is to make it to the shot. And um, you know one of the one of the other names on the girls' side, um, the youngest Lang, Cami Lang, um, has really you know impressed me as a newcomer to the team this year. She's a scrappy, really energetic uh, wrestler and. You know, if 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 she sticks with it, she might be you know one of those wrestlers at the end of the at, at the end of her career that has the most accolades. I mean, that's just my opinion, but you know, we'll see what the future holds. But you know, with the Langs, with her oldest, oh, with her older sister Callie, set set the bar pretty high. She's won two state championships, one 
was when girls wrestling was still a club sport. And then last year she won the state title, last year being the first season where the OHSA recognized girls wrestling as a, as a varsity sport. Who are some of the top boys and girls wrestlers you've seen so far? And who are some from talking to coaches? Who are some of the kids from any of our schools that we can maybe expect to see challenge for – uh, honors uh, when it comes to postseason time. So I guess the next step that I'll take is uh, talking about Marysville boys. Um, Carson Mize, he's he's a stud. Um, I expect him to make it back to the state tournament this year. Uh, he placed sixth, I believe, or seventh. Uh, anyway, he placed at the end of the uh, state tournament last year. Um, and his ceiling is really high this year. Uh, he placed first at the Olentangy Liberty Classic this past weekend. Um, and, you know, he's he's a very disciplined, uh, very methodical wrestler. What he lacks in, you know, just straight-up athletic ability, he makes up for in his discipline and his approach to the sport. Um, Gage Riley, you know, he made it to the state tournament last year. I expect him to make it again this time place. Um, Boston Burkhart, uh, he's nursing a shoulder injury at the moment, but he's wrestling through it. Um, you know, Gage Counts uh, has really um, impressed me from the heavyweight position. His ability to be very agile on his feet in a weight class that is not very agile to begin with. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, those are those are a few names for Marysville boys. Um, moving to Jonathan Alder, let's start with the girls. Um, they got they got ten girls on their on their roster this year. All, um, most of which are newcomers. The only familiar face and name that people are going to recognize is Ava Ader. Uh, she placed at the state tournament last year. Um, her side is set on um, possibly winning the whole thing, um, and I expect nothing but improvement from her. Well, I, I watched her. I think she wrestled a young lady from Davidson, Hilliard Davidson, during the All-Star match, and Ava took care of business very quickly she's she's strong with a bunch of newcomers um you know ava has that leadership role um i talked to her a little bit about how the team's doing and stuff um she got first place at at the northwestern tournament this past weekend um and i believe she was the only lady pioneer to place um but i think she sets a good example for the program moving forward Moving on to the boys' side of things, a um, couple familiar names uh, that I would like to mention, Anthony and Dominic Croninger, uh, the two brothers for Jonathan Alder. Um, Anthony is wrestling at 175 pounds this year, and Dominic is at heavyweight this year. Uh, Dominic placed at the state tournament last year. Anthony, uh, you know, I, not to take anything away from Dom, but 175 pounds is one of the more, you know, grueling weight classes. You have a you have a lot of guys who wrestle like they're lightweights but have the strength of, you know, big kids. And um, I think I think Anthony, what I would like to see from him is kind of maturing more into that role of, say, like a Carson Mize who is very disciplined um, because, you know, while Carson, you know, not to take anything against him, Anthony's more athletic. But the discipline isn't there uh, for Anthony. And, and his ceiling is obviously really high. He's one of the – you know, he played nose tackle for the Pioneers last season uh, in football. Um, so he's a he's a, he's a tough son of a gun. Um, and then Dom, you know, I expect him to place again, probably most likely higher. Um, he has he, they both have really good training. Uh, they're year round wrestlers. 
And so with this being Dom's last year in high school uh, to make some noise, I see him uh, possibly securing a higher placement in the state tournament. Um, some other names that I feel like should be mentioned, um, Trenton Mudaspa, who uh, didn't make it to the state tournament last year, but uh, made it pretty far. I think he was fifth place in the district um, and uh, just, you know, couldn't couldn't get a ticket to the state tournament. But he's, he's a scrappy wrestler that uh, just seems to improve every year. He doesn't do a whole lot of off-season like tournaments like freestyle or greco but every every year that i've seen him there's just another there's like a there's more leaps of improvement every time i see him um and he and he's laser focused whenever he steps on the mat um nixon baker i also put in that same category um you know just again steadily improving um you know and uh I think uh, now I don't know if it's Paul Byerly, but one of Oliver's uh, I think younger it's Paul, yeah. yeah, one of Oliver's younger siblings. Um, he's now wrestling in his first year, um, and he's like already like maturing into his body. Um, who knows exactly what uh, the future will hold for him? But you know, with his older brother, you know, now a collegiate wrestler and a state runner-up. I think uh, he has good guidance moving forward. The so. Byerly name's been big in Jonathan Alder wrestling circles for a long time. And and uh, I guess I should also mention uh, triad wrestling. Um, on, the, on the girls' side, they only have three uh, lady wrestlers this year. Um, Caitlin Gregg, who was the first OHC champion for triad, first ever uh, OHC champion for triad. Um, I expect her to improve as well. Lindsay Walburn. I think, uh, I think the, the skill set is there. Um, I just would like to see her push the envelope further and make it to the state tournament. Um, that should be a name to watch out for. Awesome Mitchell. We talk about him all the time on the boys' side uh, for football mostly, but in wrestling this year, nothing changes. Uh, he's one of their more high-profile grapplers he recently got his 100th career win this past weekend forgot the name of the tournament but um you know he's another 175 pounder who's in a tough weight class they wrestle in the south uh southwest district mm -hmm. i believe um don't know a whole lot of teams in the southwest district but i do know um on a few occasions awesome's run into some cold water wrestlers who uh you know like they give him a run for his money. Um, well, a lot of those cold water wrestlers are guys that played football, and we know what cold water football has been like forever. Exactly. So. And, and you know, um, he he was an alternate last year in the state tournament. Derek, I think he's done a great job in the few years that he's uh, managed the boys' program. Derek Sharp. Derek he, Sharp, yes. used to wrestle for Marysville. Yes, um, and also he was a collegiate wrestler, so he has a lot of – uh, experience um, as a as a competitor, but you know, I, every time I see him, every time I see Sharp coaching, um, he cares so much about this program, and, and he and he cares so much about Triad building up uh, numbers when it comes to wrestling that I I almost feel like there's private conversations being had with him and Awesome where it's like you know you're again the ceiling's high. You just need to execute and stay disciplined in what you do. And Awesome will take care of the rest. He's, 
a very positive kid um, who just seems to be oozing with talent. Um, yeah. He's in, just an athlete. That's yeah, all and, he is. an athlete, yeah. really, three-syllable word. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that's another name that I think people should be watching out for. I will most certainly be uh, keeping in touch with that side of things. Um, and um, I believe – North Union, we talked a little bit about North Union. Um, Tyler Klein uh, comes to mind as a wrestler that's being brought back this year. He didn't make it to the state tournament last year. Um, but and, uh, Austin Klein also is another uh, name for them. Uh, they're going through right now, like I said before, you know, their numbers are down a little bit. And I think uh, Garrett is still trying to sort out, you know, what weight classes will most benefit uh, his wrestlers as the season goes on. And uh, so the the uh, uh, they they have a mix of of younger and 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 seasoned guys going through, but uh, uh, they do have uh, one girl uh, uh, Riffle uh, who uh, uh, I've I've seen her wrestle and and. Uh, uh, Anyone knows that family? She lives up to the family name. She is very tenacious when she's on the mat and 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 that kind of thing. So um, it's just going to be a numbers issue for North Union. Uh, you know, when it comes to dual meets, they're probably not going to succeed very well in those, just for the simple fact that they don't fill weight classes. Uh, but when it comes to some of the tournaments, I think maybe they can. Uh, do some things uh, during the year. That's Rylan. Is that her first name? I believe it is Rylan, okay. yes. Yeah. Uh, she's, a, she's a sophomore. Okay. She, she also plays soccer. She also I... plays soccer just like she wrestles. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Very physical. Very physical. Very physical. Uh, I think it's, it, it's, it's getting tougher for not only girls, but for some boys' teams that to, to fill out an entire 14-weight class. Uh, triads had, even with their boys, they've had a numbers issue for – yeah. quite a quite a few years so yeah. but hopefully we'll get uh, a good representation from our area uh, to the state tournament because if, if you've never gone to the state and I'm not a wrestling guy per se but the way they conduct the, the state wrestling down at the Schottenstein Center it is exciting the fans get into it and that place is always packed well I mean especially last year um with girls being introduced uh, into the fold, it it was a madhouse at, at certain points, especially at the beginning when you know everyone's still trying to you know make the make a name for themselves. And I just I I hope they bring the stage uh, back uh, this year. From my knowledge, I don't think that'll happen, but uh, that would be something that I would like to see at the state tournament this year. But all right, well now let's. Let's swing over to what really makes this the <laughs> most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> I, I think a surprise basketball team so far has been North Union's boys. You want to talk a little bit about them? Well, about- I, I think the big thing with North Union boys, last year was uh, Ryan Gross, who spent several years as Marysville's head boys coach. It was his first year being at North Union. Plus, he didn't start till the middle of June, and so it, you know, he sort of had to, he hit the floor running, but, you know, he had to put some things in, and uh, he had a uh, a team that was a sophomore, and even a, a freshman, I th- a couple of freshmen in there, June had just one senior on the team. Um, he had to learn about them; they had to learn ab- about him. 
And it showed during the season because it was a very up and down season for North Union. They would they would win a couple, lose a couple, you know. So it was you know uh, they finished just below 500 for the season, uh, which I think probably under the circumstances you know wasn't that bad. As I talked to Ryan before the season started, and and I actually uh, Nolan Draper, uh, the senior guard for them, talked about it a, a couple weeks ago. This year was different. They could start right away with knowing what they needed to do. You know how how Ryan was going to coach the team. Uh, they were a year older, which is another big factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that has shown. Um, at the time of this taping, they uh, are five and zero, two and zero in the CBC, and. Uh, through the first five games, they won by at least eight points, and they had a couple victories of, of over 30 points. Um, they they get out and go. Uh, they are uh, very uh, fast-paced um, and, and have, uh, you know, uh, I, I think when you bring back everybody but one player, plus they've added uh, Mason Bright this year, uh, who played with them two years ago but did not play last year. Um, he's now uh, one of their guys coming off the bench. He's been very um, uh, influential with what they've done. Uh, of course, Max Parrish, is the, uh, he's averaging over 20 points a game so far through the first five games. Um, Miles Hall um, is averaging 11. Um, so they, they have a really good – group that they they get but going in there um i but like i say i think the biggest thing is is they've got a year older and they've got a, a second year as ryan gross is their coach and that that really makes a big difference i think jack you and some of your old co- cohorts from your playing days at marysville you were telling me you went up yesterday which would have been monday of the week that we're taping this you guys went up to north union at Coach Gross's request, and you scrimmaged them uh, in practice uh, on Monday. What were your impressions of North Union when when you guys played them? Yeah, so Coach Gross uh, called some of the guys from the 2020 Marysville team um, <clears throat> that won that conference title, and he had us come up and scrimmage the North Union team. And it was my first time seeing um, the squad. And what my takeaways was very hard nosed, gritty team. They really get after on the defensive end. Um, like you said, they really get out and go. Um, they got a couple guys in the offensive end that are really tough to stay in front of, a couple guys that can really put the ball uh, in the bucket. It's a typical Ryan Gross team, uh, dating back to my days with Marysville. Um, hard nose, get after on the defensive end, really make it tough on you, try to take you out of what you want to do on the offensive end. Um, so I really like what Gross is doing um, with 5-0, and being 5-0 and so far um, with North Union. Um, so, yeah, I've – Early on in the season, it's it's really hard at times to find your identity, especially when you're not an older group. Um, so if, if North Union can really find their identity, um, they're going to really have a successful season. And I think the one good thing that I've seen so far is is they can score from more than one place. They have shooters. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Miles Hall, um, uh, Mason Bright, Nolan Draper are all pretty good three-point shooters. Um um, Max Parrish will throw up a three-pointer every once in a while, uh, but I tell you what, he 
he can do some things with the basketball that, uh, you know, to get to the basket uh, uh, where he doesn't need a lot of help sometimes. And uh, I, I just – I have liked the way – and, and they I uh, forget what game it was. I believe it – I think it was the Fredericktown game. And uh, Fredericktown came out in a zone. And the thing that impressed me the most was to beat a zone, you don't use the dribble, you use the pass. And – Boy, they rotated the ball just so well against Fredericktown to find the open guy to, to make the shot, and so that's that's what's been impressed me. I just it is, and I, I I'm going to overemphasize this the the second year because of what happened last year with things happen haven't happened so quick, um, and uh, you know even though Ryan had quite a few years as coaching, he didn't have it with this group. So there was a lot of learning in the process, and and this year there's not so much learning. They're just repeating some of the things they did before. North Union's girls have gotten off to a pretty good start, but they've all they've had a solid program for quite a while. The the thing with North Union, and we, and uh, we'll talk about the Marysville uh, team here in a little bit. Obviously, North Union lost two of their players from last year who transferred to to Marysville. Abby and Allison Price uh, were two, you know, main cogs in North Union's team last year. Um, so far, I mean, they've they're a different team this year. Um, in what way? Um, I don't think they have the presence inside that they had with Abby and Allison. Um, they can shoot the ball uh, and. I'm, my my fear is is when you have outside shooting, when it's going good, it looks really good. When it's going bad, it looks really bad. You can live and die by and that. And that's my fear. With they're going to run into games where they don't shoot the ball very well. Um, Brenna Martineau is is their post player. Um, she doesn't score a lot, but she's a, a tenacious rebounder. Um, she's uh, so far uh, this season, she's averaging almost seven rebounds a game. Um, she's very tenacious inside. Audrey Benedict uh, is her leading scorer right at the moment. Uh, she's a senior. She provides some outside shooting. She can drive to the basket. Uh, the one player who does – oh, Zoe Wedding is also a senior. She is uh, a, a real good three-point shooter. Um, sophomore Kennedy Hara is their slasher. Um, she will go to the basket um, and is not afraid to, to challenge uh, people going to the hoop. So uh, defensively, they, they've done pretty well. They're Right now, they're second in the league in, in giving up points, uh, and they're third in the league in offense. So defensively, they're doing uh, very well. Uh, uh, Bree Jackson, uh, the head coach, uh, former North Union uh, player, um, you know, knows she had her work cut out for when uh, uh, they, she lost the Price sisters uh, to Marysville. And but overall, they've done a pretty good job through the at the time of the taping. They're five and two overall, three and zero in the league. So the success is there. Um, I I see them as you know being a contender for the league title again. I, I want to see North Union play. I haven't seen Jonathan Alder play yet, uh, but senior Evan Platfoot, uh, Alexa, you covered her game last Saturday when she 
reached the thousand point uh, total for her career, and it's it's Evans' team, but she's got she's got some decent help. Uh, uh, Natalie Walker, uh, she's about five ten or so. Uh, She's slender. She looks like she'd break if she got into yeah. a skirmish under a reba- uh, for rebounds. But there have been a couple games where she has led them in rebounding, and and I think they're going to have a nice season from her. She's a junior. Ashley Bentley is a, a senior. Last year was her first year at Jonathan Alder. Uh, she moved into the district, but her father, Rod Bentley, had been a very good player for Jonathan Alder 30 years ago maybe uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing that game because uh, I, I want to see how I want to see how much Alder has improved they got off to a slow start this year want to see how much they have improved and I'm looking forward to I I've heard some good things about this North Union team well but I saw uh, J.A. a couple times last year, I think. Uh, Platfoot is obviously the, you know, the main person there, but uh, um, um, <laughs> Bentley, the Bentley girl. Yeah. Um, for her first year, I mean, I I saw some real good potential. She, the thing that's the, the, I hope this proved from, from last year is her ability not to, to think, before she did, she would have to sort of, okay, am I supposed to do this? Or, you know, a little more, you know, easy for maybe to do it this year. So I'm, Well, I'm, there's the old saying, uh, teammates will tell another teammate, stop thinking you're hurting the team. You know, just go out and play. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'll tell you what, when you're six foot three, um, you have a lot of advantages over, over individuals that can't match your size. And that's what I saw last weekend. You know, um, I, I didn't keep track of the rebounding, but there were several times where Bentley was right there. I think it's, it's the putback um, that is kind of troublesome for her right now. Um, but you know she's she's a presence that teams can't ignore, uh, especially when it you comes. To, you can't teach six three. No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. They, they tried with me a long time ago, but I flunked that course badly. Yeah. But uh, Jonathan Alder's boys, they got off to a slow start, but they had a big win last weekend. They beat London, which has always been a very. I don't care what sport it is. Yeah. They're in the same division. Same conference, same county. These two teams don't like each other. I mean, I don't care what sport it is. It's Jonathan Alder and London, they don't like each other. It's the same old rivalry. Yeah, (laughs) it's a a big rivalry. Uh, Peyton Heiss has been – he's scoring about 19 points a game, but he's getting some help. I I, I wasn't sure going into the season. I knew Peyton was going to be the offensive force. Uh, he recently signed to continue his career at Mount Vernon Nazarene. But I didn't know what type of help he was going to get as far as balance. But so far, Noah Hess and Ryan Mark and Sam Kramer yeah. have all chipped in, in in the point production. And what I like, what Coach Derek Dickey has done this year, this is his second year. I was talking to him during the preseason. He beefed up his non-conference schedule. They he went out and got games to be played against some pretty good Division One 
schools, including Marysville. I think that's gonna that game's also gonna be played down at Jonathan Alder uh, next week. But I think they're playing. I, if memory serves me correctly, they're playing Double and Scioto as well. He said, "I didn't want to play Division Three teams during my non-conference." Jonathan Alder being Division Two, he said, "I went out looking for." Division one teams that would be willing to play us, and not just any Division one teams. He said, "I wanted to get some of the better Division one teams in this area, and Marysville being one of them." And he, Derek, feels that by playing those division, I think there are four non-conference games against Division one teams. Jack and I were talking earlier this morning. Even if you lose three of those games and can possibly steal a victory, you know, for lack of a better word, against one of those, that's going to help you when it comes to the Division II tournament. That's only going to make you better. And Alder has got a stranglehold on the Kenton Trail Division championship in the Central Buckeye Conference. I think they've won it four out of the last five years. And and Derek told me, he says, we're not ready to stop doing that. And I, I think you're going to see them at the at the top by the end of the season. London has been a challenger for them for the division, but uh, Alder took pretty good care of London over the weekend, I believe it was. And I saw the Alder boys when they played uh, Kenton Ridge, and they ended up losing that um, matchup. I forgot the final score, but it was, I think it was an eight point differential. It wasn't very many. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, like when, when they do meet those challenges, uh, I talked to Peyton Heiss and Derek after the game. And, you know, uh, one, one thing that Derek said is that this one stings, but the league's not lost. The district's not lost. Um, and what Peyton Heiss mentioned is that, you know, we need to, we need to get right back to what we've been doing. And that is wake up early, Practice hard, practice perfectly, because that's the only way you reach perfection. And um, you know, just take the bull by the horns at this point. You know, and and I believe they played Dublin Jerome. Was it the first game of the season? Anyway, I think so. Yeah. And um, I don't I don't think they won that matchup. But you know, kind of what you said before, building off of the you want to uh, that uh, give you that extra uh, experience uh, for postseason play. So um, I think Derek has this team right where he wants them. They're laser focused and, uh, you know, behind Peyton Heiss and honestly, Noah Hess has impressed me a lot. Um, so yeah, I just, I see nothing but success, uh, in the future, but you know, the season is, is, is a long road and a windy one at that. So we'll see. Um, as far as Marysville boys, uh, they've gotten off to a so-so start. They, they've split their four games as of this taping, uh, just like you can't coach six foot three with Ashley Bentley, you can't coach six foot eight with Jason Moore. As far as Marysville boys, he's had some nice games. Uh, again, Jack and I were talking this morning. Um, Jason, I think he just needs to. He's close. He just needs to get a little bit more of a mean streak in, and when and and when he gets the ball down underneath the basket. And just take the ball to the hole. Uh, he's a he's a decent outside shooter, but in my opinion, which doesn't count for anything as far as the coaching staff, I'd, I'd like to see them work the ball into him a little bit more on the low block and just 
wheel and deal your way toward the basket, you're either going to score, you're going to get fouled, or you're going to score and get fouled, and that and that will help the team. They, they, they've got a, a transfer in C.J. Conley who – or uh, – Collins. Collins, yeah. Why did I say again? <laughs> Too many names on my mind. C.J. Collins. Uh, Jamie Collins, his dad, used to be the head coach at Ridgedale High School in Marion and Dublin Kaufman. Jamie's now on uh, Mark Tinklenberg's staff here at Marysville, and uh, C.J. has transferred. Uh, gives them a, a decent outside shooting uh, uh, opportunities. Uh, there's some other kids on that team, Riker Bowden, uh, Andrew Rabe, um, those two guys can't have the potential to be big scorers. They've had some trouble putting the ball in the hole uh, early in the season. Uh, they played at Hilliard-Davidson last Friday night, and uh, the end of the first quarter it looked like a baseball score because Davidson was ahead 5 to nothing. Now how a high school boys basketball team can play eight minutes – and not score a point. Uh, I'm going to ask Mark that <laughs> next time I see him. But uh, they've got – Mark feels that this is a team that can challenge for a division championship within the OHC. Um, I think they're going to – to do that, I think they're going to have to find a little bit more balanced scoring. Uh, Fairbanks's boys, uh, they're unbeaten as of this taping in the OHC. They – the Ohio Heritage Conference. They started the season off with an overtime loss to Marion Pleasant, and they've won all four of their uh, North Division games in the OHC. They've got three guys averaging in double figures. Holtz, Main, and Riker Green are both averaging a little over 13 a game. Uh, Evan Weedman is averaging uh, 10. Uh, they've got uh, Dom Kennedy and Braden Weedman, who are in the eight and nine point range. So they've they've got the type of balance that I think I, – well, at least I'm hoping that Marysville can develop a little bit uh, uh, later in the season. Uh, Fairbanks's boys, they I think they've won four out of the five – the last five division uh, titles, and I don't see anybody in the North Division of the OHC that's going to stop them. Triad, or Fairbanks's girls, they had a great season last year. They won 22 games. But a lot of that 22 games uh, got their diploma during graduation last spring. Um, Macy Miller and Carly Lehman are playing at Ohio Wesleyan. The Ohio Wesleyan. The, okay, the Ohio Wesleyan. Where'd you go to school? Uh, but uh, And they lost Elena Lommers, who's just an athlete in any sport that she played. And, and Allie Carter, the, the, that was about – I'd say 80% of their offense waved goodbye after last spring. So it's uh, they've got girls like Reese Poling, who's a senior. Rachel Hoover's a senior. Um, they're good kids. They they play hard. Rachel's a tremendous. We've talked about her as far as cross country and track. She's a tremendous runner who plays basketball because she loves the sport. Um, it's it's going to take. They're they're rebuilding, and it's 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 going to take some time, I think, for for Fairbanks's girls. Well, I saw them earlier this year uh, when they played Elgin, and uh, uh, 
they gave they they gave Elgin a you know right down to the wire to uh, and 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 lost the game very late. Um, but uh, they uh, they're going to have to be scrappy because they're they're going to be limited to what they can do inside because they just don't have the people inside no, to they be don't. able to do it. Um, so. Um, uh, I've known Coach Landon Fraker a long time. I'm, I'm sure uh, uh, he's working on things to do and and uh, uh, for that team. But I, I was impressed with the way they played against Elgin. Elgin had some some size inside, and they were able to to combat it a little bit. Uh, but so you know, hopefully Landon can get uh, get things going for them. You know, speaking of Rachel Hoover, you know she's obviously one of the leaders on the team, and you know she. She acknowledged the fact that yeah they're losing right now and and it's and it's tough. Um, it's given them a sour taste and it's you know like I think with any competitor really um, it all starts in the practice gym um, and from that point on like you know who's you know who's honestly really impressed me is um, one of the Mueller sisters um, Anna Anna has, has has played yeah she gives them some size inside some height. Uh, but she's she doesn't have a lot of actual varsity playing experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rach, uh, Reese Poling has the most. She she worked her way into the lineup uh, last season and gave them some quality minutes. But you know, folks like Grace Zahn and Jenna D. They played JV ball last year. Had the old proverbial what they would say in the major leagues. A cup of coffee with with the varsity team last year uh but it's just going to be a matter of playing taking some lumps and building up that varsity experience landon's a good coach and and he'll get this program back up to where um it needs to be but but fans are going to have to be patient uh triads boys and girls they're struggling a little bit. Um, the boys, they've got Kane Bailey, who's averaging, I think, 17 points a game. But there's not much – there hasn't been much in the way of scoring on top of that so far this year. Uh, Triad's girls started out strong. And they – I think they won two of their first three games, but – They've had uh, they've had a, a rough stretch here. They're at the time of this taping. They they're three and six. They they traveled over to Knightstown, Indiana, to play Madison Plains in the gym where the basketball scenes from Hoosiers were was filmed. Uh, but hopefully, triads of teams can get can get going. Uh, They're dealing with numbers that triad the girls. They have been, yeah. And it's just a matter of you got to get bodies out there. Because they play JV, two quarters of JV, or do they play JV at all? They, they Well, there are a number of teams in the OAC. They don't have JV teams. So they're playing four quarters when they can. But there are some times when there's no JV game because other schools don't have JV. Uh, which brings me to the girls' team that I think everyone is really expecting some big things from this year. Marysville, of course, everybody remembers that 
tremendous season they had last year when they won their first ever district championship. It was a senior-laden team with people like Ava Wilkerson and and Ava Kurtowskis and the Lee twins, uh, Gab and Cam and Leah Brown and, and Maddie Hansen. And they won 25 games, which was the most that I think Marysville's girls have ever won. Uh, repeated as OCC Cardinal champions, won their first ever uh, district championship, got to the regional finals one game away from the state final four and ran into a buzzsaw in Pickerington Central. Another a team that's going to be a factor in the postseason again this year. Marysville scrimmaged them during the preseason, and Pickering and Central came in here. And my lordy, are they tall for a girls <laughs> team? Yeah. Tall, fast, athletic. But Marysville held their own when the season was over with, and they knew they were going to lose all these seniors. A lot of people were thinking, "Well, there's going to be a lot of weight on." the shoulders of JoJo Eberhardt, who was Marysville's top scorer last year as a junior, and Addie Tweed, who was a junior last year. And then came the news. Well, I went out during the summer. I wanted to do a, a, a summer story on them. I went out, and they were, they were in their camp. I saw a couple familiar faces there that I had not seen there before. And that's when I learned that Abby and Allison – Price had moved into the school district from North Union, and then they added Ava Collins, CJ's sister, and Jamie Collins's daughter as a transfer from Dublin Kaufman. And I thought, hmm, this might be interesting. For one thing, I didn't know, you know, chemistry is such a big part. That was my big concern with them was just, you know, I guess the good news is because they lost so many kids from the previous squad, you know, th- th- that wasn't maybe as ingrained as maybe it would have been had they right. had more returnees. Yeah, if they had come in if they had come in prior to last season when they had girls who had already been in the program for several years, that could have caused problems, but c- talking with Clark Ransom, those these three Girls have fit in very, very well. The the returning players from Marysville have been very accepting of them. Uh, the Price girls have made a huge difference so far this year. One, I think they've taken a lot of the scoring and rebounding pressure off of JoJo. Uh, she's going to get her points. She's going to get her rebounds. But Allison and Abby, Abby's the senior, Allison's the junior, they add a great deal to Marysville's offensive game plan, and, and the Collins girl is a good shooter from the outside. But what I've been in the, – the games that I've watched and covered, what I've been impressed with, not only do the Price girls add – a lot to their offense. They to combine they average what about twenty points between them for North Union last year. But these two girls are absolutely Tasmanian devils on defense. You know, we we've talked about the type of defense that Clark Ransom likes to to play. And the last few years I've called it the octopus defense because it's all arms and legs and they're in your face. This year, it seems like they've added a junkyard dog type of presence to their defense. The Price girls, they love to play defense. 
You can just see it in their eyes. And they're getting their transition points off of turnovers and steals. And Alexi and I were talking yesterday, Monday, great season they had last year. It's one that people will be talking about for a long time. With basketball, you're a, you're only one turned ankle or a blown out knee away from going from the top to maybe the bottom. If Marysville's girls stay healthy, they're going to win. I think their third consecutive. I think they're going to win their third consecutive divisional title. I think they're going to repeat as district champions. Be careful here. I know. <laughs> you don't jinx I know. I don't want to put the wazoo. Be. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say for now. I well, the think, thing I, I, and you talked about JoJo. Uh, my fear was, uh, you know, with all the graduation they did did happen to, you know, the pressure would fall on the JoJo to to be a, you know, that twenty point score, and now she doesn't have to worry about that. Right. She gets thirteen, fourteen. That's fine because uh, Ava and the Price sisters, you know, are, are there to help. But I don't want to take anything away from some of the kids who are returning. Uh, Emma Gilbert, Casey Duke, Olivia Warner, Abby Strom, Sydney Calhoun. It Addie. takes a village. It yeah. takes a village. Addie Tweed, Addie Tweed. Well, and Addie, we yeah. talked about Addie's just. I mean, when when they brought her up two years ago toward the end of her sophomore season, it only took me a couple minutes of watching her play varsity. She's a player, and she has proven that. But it it seems like it's a very cohesive team. The other girls coming back from Marysville, they're getting quality minutes for Marysville, I think, there's a cohesiveness there with this team that, again, not one to put any jinx on them. Right for right now, I think I'll just leave it at I think they're going to repeat as division champions within the OCC, and I think they're going to repeat as Division One district champions. Looking at Clarka for a minute, going back to his time as Marysville's JV boys coach before his time um, as the girls coach now, Every year, his team, he's gotten the most out of his players. Just, there seems to be something that he does when he's coaching. Uh, you see, with the girls and boys, having that transition, you might see you know, a difference in how someone coaches, or maybe you can get more out of the boys than the girls. He's gotten the same production out of um, both teams, but you, kinda, you guys were kind of talking about you know, with just JoJo coming back, is there going to be all this pressure on her? I was talking to Olin Tangy Berlin's coach, um, Cunningham. Brock Cunningham. Yeah, yeah, Brock Cunningham, who used to be at Marysville. And I was kind of asking him what he thought of Marysville's team this year, and he just kind of shook his head and laughed. He's like, they're, they're going to be a problem. they got a lot of girls coming back that are going to be – you mentioned uh, um, the Duke. Uh, the Dukes have been at Marysville for a while, but he just said as long as Clark Ransom's at Marysville, they're, they're going to be a problem in the OCC, and they're going to be tough to beat. Talking a little bit more about Clark, and, and you talked about him uh, at the Marysville Photo Day, uh, Winter Sports Photo Day. I got to watch a little bit of practice uh, with the with the girls team, and truthfully, I'd love going to practices because you see a lot during the practice of what you know you see on on Friday and 
Tuesdays or Wednesdays or whenever they're playing. I think he ran a drill about five times till they got it right. And, I mean, that's – I'm going to guess that's normal for Clark. You know, if if it doesn't happen the first time, we're doing it again. If it doesn't happen, we're doing it again. And So, you know, that's what I saw in that. And I, I probably saw maybe 15, 20 minutes of the practice at the most. And it's – from the top player on down, you do it right, or we're gonna we're gonna be here all night until we do it right. So, just one more thing on basketball, and then we'll get away. Since we have a former player here, I want to sort of ask, and we talked about it earlier. You only play the schedule you have in front of you. I mean, good, bad, indifferent. Right. You, but talk a little bit about when you have that big game, or maybe you have a game that we going in you think okay we we should win just just talk as a former player how you were able to keep that even keel no matter who the opponent was well i'm not going to lie you look at your schedule before the season you pick out that game um where you kind of circle it and you're like all right this is a game we got to get up for and you kind of it's very easy to start overlooking opponents and in Central Ohio, if you don't bring your A game every night, you're going to lose. It doesn't, especially in the OCC. Especially in the OCC, and it, and it, you know, it doesn't matter who you play. And you know, Clark's done a really good job of getting them to realize, hey, every game, you, you, if you don't bring your all, you're going to lose. And so he's done a really good job of kind of pushing that, you know, circled game away until the week of, um, and really getting them to buy in um, to each game. But it's very easy to start looking ahead at some of the bigger games and overlooking some of your lesser opponents. Um, but, yeah, he's done a really good job of avoiding that. Well, he coaches every possession, whether it's with the ball or on defense, as if the game depends on each possession. And and, and they've, bought, they've bought into that. So let's take a little trip down to the swimming pool. Uh, Marysville's boys and girls are off to a good start. Uh, the boys threw their – a dual meet with Ben Logan last night. After that, they've now won five of their six dual meets. Uh, the girls are even at three and three between duels and triangulars. Uh, Fairbanks' two girls come in and swim in meets with Marysville. Um, Aziza, Shurg, and Sadie Lucas have have uh, posted some good times in their various events. Uh, the the Filbert boys, Patrick and Gabe, um, are helping lead the boys. Uh, Gabe, who uh, just recently well, came back last night for his first competition, he suffered a stress fracture in his back during the summer, so he's been recuperating from that. Uh, Carter Pancalo and Rylan Brown are, and Brady Cordonier are – Two other or several other solid swimmers for Marysville boys: uh, Reese Cordonier, Addie Airy, and Mallory Seaman, Catherine Mager. Uh, they're swimming well for Marysville. Uh, Sophia Stam, who finished as runner-up in the state diving competition last year, I, I think we're going to have a state championship diver here in a couple months. Um, the she doesn't get to dive in every meet that. Marysville competes in because law schools don't have diving facilities. So 
but uh, she's been a very, very strong. Jonathan Alder swimming team. They've got a freshman by the name of Henry Drews. Uh, he's one of only two boys they have in the program, but he's a person to keep an eye on. Ashton Kennedy is the other boy. Uh, he's strong in the sprint events. The girls' team, uh, Emily Wheelbarger, uh, Lily Schneider, and Allie, I'm going to blow your last name on this pronunciation, Piccolatonio, I think, is the nerd. That's as close as I can get. I think you did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> great job. But but they're looking. They placed Jonathan Alder's girls placed second in the Central Buckeye Conference a year ago, and they're hoping to challenge for the championship. And now I'm going to wow everybody within the sound of my voice with my knowledge of gymnastics. And that's it. <laughs> Do you want to hear it again? Yes. Uh, Marysville's had one gymnastics meet. They finished fourth behind uh, Hilliard Darby, Bradley, and Davidson. Uh, Abby Bates is a senior who is uh, very good all around, uh, but they're young this year. Uh, Zoe Phillips and Marley Phillips uh, placed well in various events uh, during the, the uh, match I saw last last week and both of those girls are freshmen so uh the cardinal division in the occ is very strong in gymnastics with dublin jerome and olin tangy berlin both of those teams qualified for the state last last year uh marysville's goal they're, they're hoping to get at least one gymnast to the division one district tournament and let's hope they can do that so i think with that we'll wrap up our first uh, winter sports podcast for the season All right, well, that's going to be the show for this week. Thank you guys for all the good information, and thanks to everyone out there for listening. As always, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Axiona Energia, for sponsoring the podcast. If you like what you hear, please be sure and follow the show. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and lots of other places where podcasts are available. So be sure to tune into the show next week, and we'll see you on Thursday.